I know the anchor had a little bit of fun with it. A Lexington family recently found an unwanted Yuletide guest nestled in its Christmas tree. Here's a look at who was that. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there it is. Did right, a couple like of more of those. Oh, she instead found the owl. She'd be hooting and hollering into the new year. Oh, yeah. I would have left the house. All right, yeah, there's that one. Okay, do you want some more? More still? Oh, she's got more. Without injuring the baby bird, he's made the wise choice. Ooh, the, the wise owl. choice, yes, huh? Very wise good, owl. huh? There's even more. You want some more? And the owl on the prowl. Yeah, there's that, and then, of course, it's... Mm -hmm. I threw a lot of owl puns in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Just about 11 minutes after 6 on Wisconsin's Morning News. So you had the fourth and final GOP presidential debate before the Iowa caucuses. Last one. And if, if I had to pick a theme for the night, it would be everybody was going after... Nikki Haley, oh, former yeah. UN ambassador, and it's because you know recent polling is showing that she, among the GOP candidates, including Trump, has the best chance of beating sitting President Joe Biden. So she's a threat, so you better go after her. Now you're a multimillionaire. That math does not add up. It adds up to the fact that you are corrupt. That's well, Vivek Ramaswamy. He even held up a sign that said... <laughs> Haley equals corrupt. Because that's what candidates think of us nowadays. They just, you know, you got to just say it once and brand it there. Haley, by the way, uh, did appreciate the attention. Uh, uh, a quick wit from her. I love all the attention, fellas. Thank you for that. Uh, she, was trying, she was trying to spin <laughs> okay. it that way. Uh, they're getting on her on some donations that she had received in the past from different corporations and whatnot. So and that's fine. Go at each other. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I, as a viewer, I want it to be above board. I don't want it to be petty and insulting. But if you want to attack a person's position, fine. But it sort of devolved into some Would of the Would you like some petty? Yes, please. <laughs> a little bit. First of all, Chris Christie also doesn't know what provinces in eastern Ukraine he actually wants us to fight for. Chris, your version of foreign policy experience was closing a bridge from New Jersey to New York. Yeah. So do everybody a favor. Just walk yeah. yourself off that stage. Enjoy a nice meal. Yeah. And get the hell out of this yeah. race. Oh, oh is a that a fat joke? Why Sounds do you have like to be so, such a jerk about it, though? I don't understand why I have to be so mean. <laughs> I think because... Because it's memorable that way, and maybe it's try he's trying to take a page out of the Trump playbook, Debbie. That's very thin, though. That's very there's not yeah. much meat there then. So Christy goes back at him. This is the fourth debate, the fourth debate that you would be voted in the first 20 minutes as the most obnoxious blowhard in America. So <laughs> That was All at right. least funny. Yeah, I'll take some of that. So here's what's interesting, because uh, you're right. Everyone's kind of going after Haley right now. And even if you add everyone up together, all their votes, and give them to her, the polls would indicate she's still nowhere close to the front runner, Donald Trump. But I thought this was interesting. Christie tried to defend Haley. And uh, for a couple of reasons, I find that curious. One, okay, is he almost like a pseudo-Haley candidate right now? Is he basically running almost with her on her behalf Either that's to help her win. There's something or, there like, yeah. I want to get on the ticket or so, I want to get a cabinet yeah. position if that's you That's my first right? thought, okay. right? Uh, but also, during this moment here, he goes after Ramaswamy and he's upset that they've been just attacking her character and not really going about policy. And he defends her. And I almost wonder if it like did her more con than pro. I've known her for 12 years, which is longer than he's even started to vote in a Republican primary. <laughs> Shot at Ramaswamy there. 
And while we disagree about some issues and we disagree about who should be president of the United States, what we don't disagree on is this is a smart, accomplished woman. You should stop insulting so her. So I want to take this. Yeah, so Haley kind of stood there while he said this. And I don't know. What, what do you think of that? If you were strategizing what Haley should have done at that moment, what should she have done? Yeah, I think she needed to jump in there and say, thank you, but I... You know, Thank you, Governor. But also, I've got this. I got it, yeah. Because then she runs the risk of, you know, the criticism of, oh, so you needed a, yeah. a big, strong man yep, to step yep. in and defend your honor. But and she, that's the opposite of yeah, right. Right, what she's trying to project. Right. Um, so maybe could have handled that moment better, but I did. I did. I felt uncomfortable for her in that moment. Like, what are you supposed to do? The best news about this, there aren't any more. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon's got sports coming up next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The bright lights of the Sin City are officially upon our Milwaukee Bucks. The NBA in-season tournament semifinal round is set to take place later today as Milwaukee gets ready to face off with Indiana for a trip for, to the championship round. The last time the Bucks played the Pacers, they lost back on November 9th. Milwaukee guard Damian Lillard did not play in that contest, but he knows the task is going to be a tough one for his team as they try to advance to the first ever championship cup. You know, we know that they're a team that's going to play extremely fast. Um, they got a lot of a lot of youth about them. You know, young energy, confident. They play hard. They shoot a lot of threes. And, um, you know, Rick Carlisle has those guys playing. You know, they playing together. They playing with a lot of confidence. Um, we're going to have to, you know, be sharp. We're going to have to come in. We're going to have to be ready to defend those guys. They spread the floor. They get into the paint. They kick it out. A lot of shooters. They got a shooting big man. So um, we're going to have to be really sharp. It's going to be a good game. It's an unusual start time for the Bucks today. Tip-off between Milwaukee and Indiana is set for 4 p.m. You can tune in right here on WTMJ beginning at 3.30 for full coverage. From the NBA to college hoops, after a tough loss last weekend, the Marquette Golden Eagles bounced back in a big way on Wednesday night, knocking off number 12-ranked Texas by a final score of 86-65. to Kolek in the lane to the basket to a trailing Ross. He can't finish. He falls down, but Marquette keeps it. Kolek in the corner. He's going to try a three. You got it. Oh, baby, listen to that crowd. Devin won the screen. They got a chance. Homer and Tony on the call on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee as the eighth-ranked Golden Eagles with the win improve to 7-2. and two. And according to head coach Shaka Smart, it was a win after that loss to Wisconsin that was much needed. The last few days were, were definitely not the most comfortable days with you know within or inside our program. You know that game on Sunday or Saturday really hurt. First and foremost, our players uh, you know really wanted to come together and step forward and you know be be better as a team. Uh, and, and obviously tonight, in a lot of ways, was a result of you know coming together around you know some adversity that we hit. And lastly, we'll head over to the NFL where the Green Bay Packers are just a handful of days away from their primetime matchup in New York to take on the Giants. The Packers have won their last three games, and according to according to quarterback Jordan Love, each week has been about taking the next step for him and his offense. Yeah, I think the confidence for me is just growing. Um, I got just every rep I get, every time I'm touching the field, um, I'm getting more confident, getting more comfortable in the pocket, and just making these plays that I make in practice. So. Um, the confidence is growing. I think the confidence in everybody in that locker room is growing as well. The Packers will hit the practice field later today. Hopefully get some key guys back from injury. Vince, can you imagine a healthy Packers team going forward? Winners of three straight. The schedule softens up. You get Aaron Jones back. Maybe you get Jair Alexander back. 
You're in the playoffs as it is. Eric doesn't want to bet right now. Eric says the defense is working just fine. Yeah, we're fine. We don't need Jair. <laughs> I, I kind of agree with that, but I would like Aaron. <laughs> I would like Aaron Jones back for sure. I would like Aaron Jones. Six nineteen, Wisconsin's morning news. Weather today, obviously feeling more like spring, although the days continue to get shorter still. We've already had our first snowfall. There are things we do to get ready for the season every year, right? You winterize your car, you seal up the house, but have you winterized you? Here again is Debbie Lazica. I know this is hard for you, but winter is coming. Winter is coming. Winter is coming. Winter is coming. Mm-hmm. Yep. And now that Mother Nature has gotten over her identity crisis, really, really? 70s in November, the temps have taken a nosedive, and it looks like they're here to stay. Remember the polar vortex? <laughs> but it's okay. It's cool. We know what we're doing. I mean, we are tundra territory, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, for a big chunk of the population, this time of year can be super daunting. Marquette psychology professor Dr. Stephen Saunders sat down with me and went through what we can expect and what we can do to maybe make this a better season. First of all, what does winter do to us? The most basic thing about winter is there's less sunlight. And since there's less sunlight, it affects us a lot in ways that are perhaps unexpected. One of the unexpected ways that it affects us is it affects our hormones, the level of serotonin in our brain. It affects our schedules. Of course, it's colder, so that will drive people inside as well. So it's not just one thing. Like you said, daylight is a big deal. And we've already had our first test of our fortitude of the season with the end of daylight saving time. By the way, the seasonal change is actually a thing diagnosable. Less sunlight over fall, over winter can lead some people to develop what has come to be called seasonal affective disorder. Also known as the winter blues. And it may not happen to everyone, but it does affect a good chunk. To some extent, it probably affects one in five persons. To a really bad extent, it affects about 5% or about one in 20 people. And for some already predisposed to depression, it could become pretty serious. Some people might actually need to consider consulting with their doctor and potentially get on some antidepressant medication. And he says one of the reasons they think we are more likely to get sick in the winter is the lack of vitamin D. Well, we do know that our bodies produce vitamin D when exposed to sun. There's some research suggesting that taking vitamin D helps your immune system. Did you know there's a whole culture that has this whole winter thing well in hand? Think of them as professional winterizers, the Scandinavians. Well, I am married to a Norwegian, and so I do know a little bit about the Norwegian culture. And if I had to summarize it, it's embrace winter. They get out in the snow. That is probably a really helpful attitude if other people could use that. It's a whole paradigm shift. We just need to change our attitude toward the change of the seasons. You're absolutely right. You know, embracing winter um, would be good across the board. So what are some things we can do for a successful season? There are lights and they can be found on Amazon and they're not particularly expensive. Research has shown that that helps quite a bit. We can follow what the Danish call hygge, or creating a warm atmosphere and enjoying the good things in life with good people. They don't let winter interfere with social activities, getting together with some friends and Maybe it's the case that a lot of people do less socializing over winter because it can be more difficult driving in the slush and stuff. But if you can put up with the difficulty and do it anyway, that would be very, very good for your mental health as well. It may not keep us from feeling the effects of old man winter, but if we can look at it differently, we'll have a successful winter season. Debbie Lazaga, WTMJ News.
to win tonight. The Bucks are in the finals of the in-season tournament. Brandon Snide looks ahead in sports at 6.45. So do you put up a banner if you win the NBA Cup? Right, that's all new, right? Yeah. Would you like to, to what degree would this be celebrated? It's a, it's a thing, right? Yeah, I, I, I guess. I mean, do we have a parade? No parade. <laughs> banner, yes. Parade, okay. no. Hey, remember the story from yesterday about the lady who found a possum in her Christmas tree? Yeah, her artificial tree, no less. Yeah, yeah, fake tree. Didn't even realize it was in there. She discovered it after she heard it sneeze. She was busy working. (laughs) And they had dogs and cats in their house, and she doesn't leave her doors open, so she couldn't figure out how it got in there. Well, here's this one. Lexington, Kentucky, Fox 56 has the story. Michelle White and her family go out, and they get a real Christmas tree every year, right? So they go and get this Christmas tree, and they discover... After they leave for the day, some people are in there cleaning. Cleaning guy discovers that there is an owl sitting on the branch. It crawled up into the tree further. And as it was in the tree further, it took me several minutes to even find it. So that's uh, the cleaning guy. <laughs> How big is this tree? It's a huge, I mean, it must it, have been, it's right? a good looking eight, eight foot tall Christmas tree. And it's big, it's thick. Right. So you get this tree, presumably from they chop it down themselves. Yeah, or is that, you go or out so and do that thing. You know, one of those. You get it up on the car or the minivan or whatever. You strap it to the thing. You drive it home. You haul it in. You put it in the stand. You let the branches start to yep, fall. Yep. And still, ain't nobody seen that owl <laughs> until this guy. <laughs> they had no idea. I have three dogs. We use this room nonstop. Watch TV. Kitchen's right here. No indication. <laughs> so yeah, so they were able to get rid of it. They they released it, so it is going to be okay. Uh, I know the anchor had a little bit of fun with it. A Lexington family recently found an unwanted Yuletide guest nestled in its Christmas tree. Here's a look at who was that. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there it is. Did right, a couple like of more of those. Oh, she instead found the owl. She'd be hooting and hollering into the new year. Oh, yeah. I would have left the house. All right, yeah, there's that one. Okay, do you want some more? More still? Oh, she's got more. Without injuring the baby bird, he's made the wise choice. Ooh, the, the wise owl. choice, yes, huh? Very good, owl. huh? There's even more. You want some more? And the owl on the prowl. Yeah, there's that, and then, of course, it's... Mm-hmm. I threw a lot of owl puns in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> Anyway, I'm curious if this is a thing. I I would love it if we could find some more. I want an animal in the tree story every day until Christmas. (laughs) Eight by five. (laughs) I want animal in the tree story every day. Texas, someone's got to have one. Oh, that'd be great. 855-616-1620 is the Old National Bank talk and text line. Back up and running this morning. Old National Bank, get old. 855-616-1620. I want an animal in the tree story. Mm -hmm. I threw a lot of owl puns in there. Time to celebrate an everyday hero, Vinge, presented by Azura Memory Care and Assisted Living, transforming the culture of care, Azura Memory Care. This is when we celebrate the average John or Jane Doe's who had no idea when they got up that morning that they were going to save a life. And in this case, the plural applies. Yes, the John and Jane Doe's of the world. Fox 13 News in Salt Lake City with this story. Salt Lake City, Layton Christian Academy is where we're at. This is like a military school. Lots of different, uh, a variety of kids go to this school from different walks of life. A woman who works at this academy was walking to the car with her two young children. Kids who happened to be at work with her that day, very young, like two and four years old. Someone driving in the parking lot was blinded by the sun, didn't see them at all, boom, hit them, drove over them. The mom and the kids are under the vehicle. Bad. This is outside the like school. trapped, can't yes, get out. trapped, can't get out significantly and seriously injured. 
students start, and there's video of this, students start running from all directions to surround this car. Senior Airman Dominique Childress works there. And I see kids just start trying to pick up a car, and I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm joining in. Let's pick up a car. All right, let's do this. Let's do this. So he says, yeah, that's what we ended up doing. We had to work together to try to get these kids and this mom out from underneath this vehicle. I noticed legs come out, and, and I was like, oh, my gosh, there's like an actual child under this car. Um, and so I was like, hey, guys, chain, like, switch it up, grab the kid. Let's get the car high enough so we can get the kid out. Somebody came, pulled the kid out, and then mom was able to get out 15 seconds later. Yeah. So there's video Wait a minute. This. Get the car high enough. Yeah. They, they lifted up the car. The one child actually had, like, tire marks on his back. Now, oh. the kids are okay. Mom is banged up pretty good, but she is going to survive and be all right as well. Pretty remarkable if you think about Working it. Working together, right? I mean, you preach it in every asset of, of life, whether it's military or I know they, they teach the same thing in high school, right? Work together and you're going to be able to get something done. Uh, we did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. You know, kids so I noticed all ages. when you were showing me that video this morning, all these kids rushing to the car. Not one of them with a cell phone out recording it. Amazing. Everybody going right. to help. You're Not right. one. Now maybe at the school they don't allow cell phones. Maybe you know they couldn't didn't have that option. But sure. look what happens when you instead of sitting there and observing, mm-hmm. step in and help. Going in and doing it. And all three are going to be okay. In fact, the 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 head of the school, the principal, if you will, of the academy says. He is certain they would not have survived had it not been for those kids. So how about the students at Leighton Christian Academy? Today's Everyday Superhero. Everyday Hero presented by Azura Memory Care and Assisted Living, transforming the culture of care. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Marky Bucks are in Las Vegas today as they get set to play Indiana in the semifinals of the NBA in-season tournament. Tip-off time is set for 4 p.m. today. Coverage here on WTMJ will get you ready beginning at 3.30. The 8th-ranked Marquette Golden Eagles took down 12-ranked Texas on Wednesday night by a final of 86-65 to improve to seven and six on their season. Excuse me, seven and two on their season. Meanwhile, the UWM Panthers fell to the St. Thomas Tommies by a final score of seventy-five to seventy-one on Wednesday night. The loss drops UWM to three and six. And lastly, the number three ranked Wisconsin Badgers volleyball team gets set to host number fourteenth ranked Penn State tonight for the NCAA regionals for the second straight year. That match is set for seven p.m. It's time for extra points. A sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Brendan Snide. The winter meetings for Major League Baseball are officially off and running, and it didn't take long for the stove to heat up around the league. For Brewers General Manager Matt Arnold, the stove, though, no matter what the season calls for, always seems to stay on. The hot topic around the Brewers this offseason, outside, of course, their former manager taking off and leaving them for the arch rival, is what the direction this team will take as it heads into a new season following yet another division crown and playoff appearance. After inking their future in Jackson Churio to a record-setting contract, in my opinion, the direction of this team has already taken flight. And to be honest, it essentially started last year. Sal Fraley, Garrett Mitchell, Abner Uribe, Bryce Terrain, and Joey Weimer all saw significant time in the bigs last season and will all, unless, of course, a trade occurs, will start the year back up with the Brewers. Like the names I just gave you, Churio is likely to be a part of that opening day roster. And if you can't tell already, it's going to be a team that is going to be filled with youth and speed. Surely will be fun to watch. With all of that said, I do believe this is the right direction for this team going forward. I think the next move would be to move on from former Cy Young winner Corbin Burns and help even attract more youthful talent and whatever team decides to trade for him. Unfortunately, this is the way the league has set up small market teams in order 
to retain success in a money-hungry race to the top. Look, at the end of all this, there are going to be tons of questions as the Brewers undoubtedly enter uncharted waters without their skipper they've had over the last eight years. But the direction they are currently heading will certainly, if anything, be fun to watch. Six fifty-two on Wisconsin's morning news. Just want to update you on a Milwaukee police are calling a critical incident right now. Milwaukee Police Chief Jeffrey Norman is uh, briefing reporters who are on the scene, and the chief doesn't get out of bed at six fifty-two a.m. to report to a scene unless something very serious has happened. This is happening near fifty-first and Hampton in Milwaukee. So we will bring you an update on the top of the hour and what is going on in Milwaukee. But Milwaukee Chief of Police Jeffrey Norman briefing reporters right now on what they're calling a critical incident. At 6.53, our teammate from ESPN Milwaukee, Jen Lada, in the house this morning. Good morning, guys. Good morning, guys. I fell asleep during the Marquette game last night, and I have what is called (laughs) sports FOMO. So, and I, maybe this is like a like an inferiority complex or something. But if I don't watch a game, then I feel like I how am I going to talk about it, right? And I host the Marquette Radio Show on uh, ninety four five ESPN tonight with Shaka Smart over at the Harley Davidson Museum. So I was like, oh crap! Today now I got to find time to watch the second half of that game. It's guys- interesting you say that. I feel that like Eric and I talk about the debate or whatever. And if I don't sit down and watch it and get a feel for it or whatever, I feel like you feel like a little naked. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Do you guys get sports FOMO? Is there like a point? Is there a point where you're like you don't feel comfortable talking about a game or a team if you haven't like really watched or caught up yeah. on it? I wish more people had sports FOMO. Actually, really, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people like to say a lot of different things without actually paying attention <laughs> to what's happening. No, but I feel that way. Like prime time games are really tough for us, sure. and for you as well. Like in the morning, you just man, I usually check out midway through the third quarter on a prime timer. But you've got the vibe, you've got the feel of it, right? Like with a basketball game, the first half and the second half can be just two totally, there can be a galaxy between what happens in those games. So it's interesting because as I woke up this morning and was scrolling through social media, I saw a story on today's show's Instagram account, and it was talking about uh, FOMO as adults. And it was talking about this mom who was out to dinner with a bunch of other moms and they made plans for their next mom's night out, right? And so she put it on her calendar, like TBD location, but mom's night out. And then that day came and went and she got no indication that there would be a mom's night out until the pictures Uh started showing up on Instagram. And then she was like, wait, why didn't I get invited? What's happening there? And the article, you guys, what I found fascinating about it was like, The reason that affects you deeply, not just because you're being left out, is because evolutionary, we still have DNA in our systems that harkens back to the hunter and gatherer days, where if you were left out of the group... You die. <laughs> You're not eating. Right? right. Like, yeah. because you didn't eat, you didn't get the berries or mm-hmm. the, you know, the fruits yeah. of the labors. If you missed the expedition <laughs> where we killed the bison, I no bison for you. Fascinating, right? Like, so much of it is like, oh, my ego took a shot when I didn't get invited. But no, they're saying, like, some of it we cannot control because we are still connected to that generation, you know, yeah. eons and eons ago, that if you were left out of the group, Sorry about it. Like, you're not going to make it. You know, it's funny you mention that because it's really a problem with young people in particular because they're so plugged in to, to social media and wherein back in our day, you might have been left out and never known. <laughs> Which right? is kind of you know? nice. Pretty Which much how, okay. pretty no much how it went for me. Yeah. But right, yeah. you're instantly on Instagram at home with your parents and you're like, 
Oh, they all went to Culver's last night. Okay, they would, you know, like you know that you were not included. Yeah, but that's that. It's fascinating because we've had that conversation with my kids where we were doing something fully enjoyable. They were totally fine with whatever they were doing. But to your point about, they still had that that angst over having been left out because they feel like they missed something. Right. And Snapchat does not help, right? Snapchat oh. has this thing on it. It's like where you, you open up the map and you see the little emojis just standing in a place. And you got five or six people standing in the same place. And it's real easy and to your realize. your emoji is not there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've told my son, like, turn off your locators. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't need to know where they are. And they don't need to know where you are. You know what I mean? Like, there's no reason for all y'all to have everybody's location at every single moment. Isn't that wild how they track each other, too? Oh, my friend's here. Oh, they're over there. Right. Cannot, I feel bad even doing that with my kids, let alone people like, like friends of mine. What? I would never want to no, do that. No, air tags in the backpacks all the way, buddy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> ESPN Milwaukee's Jen Lotta. Have a great show, Jen. Thanks, guys.